You sit at a desk. They sit at a desk. You have sales reports. They have book reports. You need supplies. They need supplies. Business is a lot like school. That's why your small business should take advantage of back-to-school deals at Staples. Now, Staples 1-inch 3-ring binders are $1.92. One-subject notebooks are just $0.25, cents, and two-pocket poly folders are just $0.35 cents each. Make back-to-school your business at Staples. In-store only while supplies last. Offer ends 9-1-18, limit 30. Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to the Finsider Podcast. We're live again on another Thursday night. Uh, lots of things to talk about tonight, uh, actual football things. So let's get straight into the show. James, welcome. Hello. How are you? Uh, much better this week. Thank you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, you, uh, you, you weren't sounding too good uh, two weeks ago, I guess now. And last week you were uh, dealing with some stuff. So, <laughs> stuff it's been a rough couple weeks for you. Yes, such is life. Uh, so, how are you feeling about uh, the Dolphins right now? Um, same, same. Just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Um, it's. I, I really think we're getting to that point where the optimism is finally starting to kick in, and. Uh, we're getting some good good posts on the site where you can tell people are ready for the season to start and are excited about the season. So, um, it's been a long week. I'm, I'm glad it's Thursday again. I'm glad it's time to do the uh, podcast because it's been a long week. And luckily, it's a long weekend. Yes. So, um, give you guys my my thing on Memorial Day since we're on that topic now. Take a second, guys, as you're out there getting ready to do your barbecues or whatever you're going to do over the long weekend. Take a second to remember what Memorial Day is about. It's designed to remember and say thank you to the soldiers who uh, have passed away. So please take a second to remember them and remember what it's for and then get to drinking. um, So just remember that as we hit Memorial Day. Sorry, I'm trying to do a couple things all at once. So, uh, but as we get back to uh, Dolphins stuff now, um, got an email this week from one of our uh, members that's out in England, and uh, it's it's about Clyde Gate and whether or not he'll actually be something. Um, I'll read you part of it. it says uh, I'm, I'm I like reading a bit of Omar Kelly over my morning cappuccino despite the new pay-to-see idiocy they've employed, which is a whole other issue. But um, I get the impression from his tweets more than articles that he senses Clyde Gates as a bust in the eyes of the new regime. They forget to mention him, leave him to last discussing receivers or offer him as an afterthought. And it's it's interesting with him um, because from what I've seen of, of 
talk of Clyde Gates this year is exactly that. He's either completely forgotten or people are completely the opposite direction and in love with him. So I, I don't know what we're going to see out of Clyde Gates this year. He's got the speed. Um, Omar was talking about him today, that at these practices for this OTA, he seems to just disappear. And the speed that we know he has isn't there. So I don't know if it's a translation of pure speed to football speed or if it's something else or how, how does it turn out for Gates. But – what, what what do you think ends up happening with Clyde Gates this year? Um, I'm not. The guy's got to learn how to run routes. He's got to learn, you know. He's got to learn the football side of it. It it, it sounds like, and uh, it sounds like it's not translating for him. You know. Yeah. A lot of guys. A lot of guys can get out on the track and, and run unbelievable forties, but that means nothing when you put on a, you know, full uniform pads and then get out there and have to get hit coming off the line, you know, and have to get away from defenders and, 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 and process all that at the same time mentally, you know, does he, have, yeah. maybe he just doesn't have the mental, I mean, you know, 90% of it's mental for a lot of these guys. I'm wondering he just if he's doesn't one have of the mental guys, makeup. I'm wondering if he's one of those guys that maybe you turn him around and let him play corner. Let him use his speed and just go chase on the ball and knock it down. He doesn't have to worry about yeah. running routes. He has to worry about staying near the guy. Huh. I don't know. I just right now as we're sitting here, so I don't know. But, but you know, corner, you know, then, then, then that, you know, that leads into does he have those instincts? Because I think, you know, corner, yeah. a lot of it's, you know, instincts. And and how do how do his hips translate to him being able to backpedal and turn into his full speed and all that kind of stuff? And right. uh, I was uh, I was talking, I told you off the air, but I was talking earlier today. Um, the guys at 1450, the Sports Buzz up in I believe Kentucky. I was talking to them on the air today, and. Uh, Gates was one of the topics there, too. And I don't want to say this, but maybe it's true about Gates. Maybe he's Ted Ginn. Maybe he has all the speed in the world, but he's just he doesn't accelerate well. So once he gets up to top speed, he's gone. But right. he needs those extra couple steps to get there. Yeah, I don't – I mean – can he return kicks? You know what, yeah, what else exactly. can he do? Maybe then he's maybe then he's a pure kick return guy. But I was excited. Speaking of kick returns, um, granted, and I say this for as a blanket statement to cover the entire podcast tonight. I understand it was first OTA of the season. It's first three practices essentially, so I will take that fully into account. I was excited. The punt returners they had back there working during these last three days were the best Clyde Gates, Lamar Miller, and Reggie Bush. So I'm very happy to see Reggie Bush back there returning punts. So, um, uh, 
trying to think where else should we go now. Um, I'm, I'm trying to stay away from the quarterback story because it's what dominates everything right now. Oh, so we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk quarterback at the end. I'm trying to talk everything else right now. But Did you see the uh, post I made um, yesterday, I think, about the uh, NFL rookies and former players talking about whether or not they could handle having openly gay teammates? I did, I did, I did briefly see that. Yes, that uh, it, it, the story and the sports. dot com story, the story that I used as a reference, picked up by a lot of mass media this or today. Um, I saw it on ESPN, I um, on EFT, within a couple of places, which is great because Out Sports is a sister. Uh, blog to us, part of the SB Nation family. So in that sense, I'm happy about it. But I think it's a great story to get out there. That article was really well written and really looked at how do players feel. And now, at the same time, you take into account I could very just say that right now because he has a microphone in his face. What else right. are you going to say? No, no I, hate, I hate gay people in this where I can't stand them in my locker room. Yeah, see how quickly you get roasted for saying that. But when the name of the company is Out Sports, it's not like they're sneaking up on you that, oh, we're a gay site. It's known. So a a rookie or a former athlete that doesn't want to be interviewed about it could very easily just say, hey, no thanks, and keep walking. Right. So, but it was it was really well done. I like uh, I like some of the things that were said. It, some of those players were very open and um, told some good personal stories about either having a gay teammate or having members of their family that are gay, and it, it was it was a good story. So, if you have not had a chance to read that article, find it on the site. Um, it's been pushed off the front page by now, I believe. But if you hit older at the bottom or do a search for uh, NFL players would support openly gay teammate, it should pop up and read it there. There's a link there to the actual OutSports article, and it, it's definitely worth the read. But, uh, oh, you know what I haven't done yet today? I haven't What's given that? out the phone number. I didn't tell people how to call. I know it's on the site, but I didn't tell it. So, hey, give us a call. Phone number is 347-326-9461. We'd love to hear from you. It lets us have something to talk about rather than me just babbling and James trying to keep up with the weird way my mind works. So give us a call. We'll talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. Um. Okay, another story that, oh, God, this story rubs me wrong in so many ways. That ESPN 2015 Power Rankings article. It's ridiculous. Who came up with that? Okay, I can see some of those guys not thinking about what happens if a player leaves or how the team drafts and everything, but... Kuiper, that's his whole job, is to project how players are going to be in the future. 
how does Mel Kuyper not think about that? And I, I don't I don't bash on the Patriots because it's the Patriots. I bash on the Patriots because they're the ones that are the most obvious overrated team in that piece. A 38-year-old quarterback. I mean, a couple months ago we were talking about should we go after a 36-year-old quarterback because he won't be great in a few years. And we'll see how Peyton Manning does in Denver in a few years. But here now they're saying that a 38-year-old quarterback in Tom Brady is going to still rank a 9 out of 10. Uh, And then they said that they're stacked behind him with Ryan Mallett and whoever their backup is that I'm blanking on right now. But then they turn around to us and say that our quarterback situation is in flux because we don't know what we have in Ryan Tannehill. So the Patriots know what they have in Ryan Mallett? One year made them convinced that he's a franchise guy that can step in when Tom Brady retires? I, I don't understand the logic of what they were trying to get it to. I don't understand the logic of trying to predict anything in sports three years out in the first oh, place. Yeah. That's insane. Oh, yeah. I mean, who 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 could have guessed three years ago that Peyton Manning was going to be the starting quarterback in Denver? That if I'd have exactly. told you that, you'd have said, "Oh, that's that's ridiculous." Yep. I mean, think about where we were three years ago. We had just come off an eleven and five season, AFC East champions, um, had Tony Sperano riding the highest of highs because he had just finished his rookie campaign and was looking great. And where are we now? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I don't understand it. And somebody in the comments pointed this out. They, okay, they have um, – they have <laughs> – sorry, I'm getting tweets at the same time. Uh, no, uh, no, Ohio. No, he's not. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'll just what, leave it at that. <laughs> what am I missing? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no. Don't worry about it. Um, no, I see it. <laughs> um, so, uh, I lost my train of thought now because Ohio, Ohio got me. Um, yeah, so somebody in the comments pointed out uh, the 49ers. If they had done this last year, the 49ers would have been down there in the bottom five. But because they had a good year this year, suddenly they're ranked five three years from now. So you look at it, every season, everything changes. And yet now we, uh, now we are supposed to suddenly assume that three years from now, the exact same teams that are the top five this year will be the top five next year. Or three years from now, I don't understand how they put this system together. I really think, and somebody in the uh, comments of the thread said it, I really think ESPN was simply bored and went, hey, what can we do? <laughs> but uh, that that article just – I try not to. I mean, I give Omar the benefit of the doubt, and I know how many people – hate Omar, and I'll get on him every now and then. Um, 
I, I try to give Armando the benefit of the doubt that I know how many people hate him, but also know that they're working, they're doing their jobs, and I give them the benefit of the doubt. I give ESPN the benefit of the doubt most of the time, but that article was just ridiculous. Uh, sorry, guys. I'll get off my rant now. <laughs> um, it's so hard to stay away from the quarterback talk. You know what? Let's talk quarterbacks. Let's talk New York Jets quarterbacks. Oh. <laughs> did you see all the ridiculousness coming out of New York today? I did not. I guess today was the first day of their OTAs, and maybe their second, but it, today was the first day I saw the story, so I think today was the first day of OTAs. Um, somebody, I can't remember who, was up there basically tweeting out every move that Tebow made. And, like, it became a big story that Tebow threw two interceptions on the day, one to Bart Starr. Bart Starr? Wow. Bart Starr. (laughs) Bart Scott. There we go. Threw uh, one interception to Bart Scott and the other one to our buddy Jeremiah Bell. But then he, whoever this guy was, I wish I could remember who they said it was, then he turned around and talked all about how how good Tebow looked as a natural-born personal protector for the punt game. But then uh, they, they showed it on ESPN. Tebow walks into the locker room after getting a shower or whatever and goes up to his locker, and the media just descends. He's suddenly surrounded, and his teammates all start – and Tebow goes, you know who's leading this, Nick Mangold. But they just start chanting in the background that it's Tebow time. Oh, God. (laughs) The Jets team is getting on him over this now already. It's just, oh. And then, of course, they're trying to make a big deal that Sanchez is uh, doing great things and looks amazing. So Tebow should just stop trying or something. I don't know. But, uh, interesting. But I, I'm just so happy that's up there. It, it's so entertaining. And, I mean, I'm a Gators fan. I like Tebow. I hope he does well in the NFL. But it's so great that it's the Jets dealing with this. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with Tebow. I just, But I wouldn't want him as my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. No. Especially right now. I mean, if he, went, if he stayed in Denver, great. He'd learn a lot from Peyton. If he went to New England and was behind Brady, great. He'd learn a lot from Brady. But when you, when he goes to a, a city where the team does not have that established star, and as much as Jet fans want to say that Sanchez is great, a lot of the Jets fans all acknowledge that he's missing something. And could he develop and become great? Sure. But I'd still rather have Chad Henney over Mark Sanchez. Yeah, I so, probably would too. Um, 
but that's just me. Um, hey guys, give us a call. The, the, the line is wide open. James has been on talking to me the whole time. He hasn't talked to anybody else, and he really wants to talk to somebody else. So give us a call at three four seven three two nine four six one. Anybody like maybe I don't know Ohio. Ohio's got us on speed dial. He should, he should have called in by now. I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't. But um, so I guess uh, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Okay, let's talk. All I'm doing right now, literally, is scrolling up and down our front page and looking at the stories that are posted there to come up with things to talk about because my call lines are wide open. So somebody give us a call. Please, I'm begging at this point. <laughs> it's not as bad as last week when I was by myself, but it's still – give us a call, guys. It's the dead of the off season. But call us and talk to us about what you want to talk about. Um, the Dolphins' over-under was set at 7.5 today by Cantor Sports. The uh, They run seven different gaming or uh, correction, Vegas sportsbook, uh, and they set us at 7.5. You think that's too high, too low, exactly right? What are you thinking on seven and a half wins? That seems fair to me. About, yeah. About eight wins. So seven uh, and a half sounds about right. That, yeah. That's probably where I would put us. I think eight is about where we're looking. But, right. Um, yeah. I think that's probably – seven and a half is probably right. Um, they, they pointed out a great thing on uh, the article that I read about this on other site. I don't remember where I read it today. But they were talking about – don't go out and bet the over right now because for any team because they they think that there will be a mass rush of people going, oh, my team's better than that, and we'll go out and bet the over, which could be great. But then again, if you're the Denver Broncos and you go out and bet the over and then, and then uh, Peyton Manning breaks his arm next week, you're pretty much screwed. So... Don't don't go bet the overs. It uh it it, it won't work very well. So uh scanning through guys in the comments. Talk to us. Hey, uh Dolphin eighty eight, thank you very much. I uh see your congratulations on there. Um there's a fan shot on the site right now on the front page if you guys scroll down to look for it. Um so you know what he's talking about. Today, Forbes magazine put out a list of it's the top 10 influencers in business of sports. And we came in or I came in technically, but we as a site came in at number three overall in the country. Um, it's very heavily dominated by SB nation sites. Uh, David, over at uh, Niners Nation, took the top spot. Omar, Omar Kelly of the Sun Sentinel, the second spot, and then we came in third. Um, 
SB Nation also held the seventh, eighth, and ninth spots on the top ten. And then there's a link in there that you can get to for the whole top 50. And when you see the top 50, SB Nation kills in the top 50 as well. So crazy. Um, apparently, we as SB Nation are doing something right. And amazingly, we as the Finsider are doing something right. So I thank all of you guys because you guys give me the stuff that I want to write about. Um, I thank Texas, Keith, Brian, um, Duke, um, I'm forgetting somebody, Alejandro, those guys, because every time that they write a post and they click to have it tweet on the Finsider's Twitter account, it counts towards my score in that. So... It's something that, yes, it's my name being listed on there, but it's really a reflection of the site. So thank you to all of you who read it, because if you weren't reading it, I don't know how I could be an influencer in the business of sports. So it it was kind of awesome, because I had no idea um, that any of that was coming out, and I all of a sudden started getting some congratulations, tweets to me, and I had no idea what they were talking about until I found that and went, oh, my God, I'm ranked what, by Forbes? So, yeah. That's, that's impressive. Yeah, I was, uh, I was kind of stunned. I mean, to see your name in Forbes was kind of impressive, yeah. I uh, wasn't quite sure what to do with that. But thank you guys for everything you do, and thank you for – recognizing it on the site today. Um, I don't do really well with, like, uh, adulation. I try to remain humble, even though my wife will tell you I'm not. But <laughs> it was nice It was nice to be recognized and to see it on the site that somebody else had posted it, so that way I wasn't the one posting my own little, hey, I did a great job. <laughs> but thanks very much, guys. Um so, well, we we briefly had a caller up there, but I don't know where he went. He, uh, you know his, what he baby was, his baby was crying. He had to go. Oh, well, you know what he wanted to talk about? Uh, he just called because he heard you ask for people to call in. Oh, well, at least somebody listens to me every now and then. Yeah. So, see, we try to take was, your guys' was, calls. Finn Fanatic, now now on the uh, blog is Shawnee. That's who was calling in. Ah, okay. Well, Shawnee, thank you for calling. It, uh, don't go betting, period. Okay, Dolphin88. I will not go betting, period. That's, that's pretty sound advice. <laughs> and, Limey Finn, I have absolutely not been dreaming of being under Omar for years. <laughs> <laughs> that's disturbing in so many so many levels. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, I, I absolutely don't want to be under uh, under Omar in any way, shape, or form. In defense of Omar, he would actually be pretty good if he would quit uh, tweeting to me about how awesome he is. Other than that, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I enjoy his information. I do too. He does put out some really good information, and like especially when it comes to things like. 
um, the OTAs where, I mean, I'm in Texas. It's not like I can go there and see it myself. But he puts out a lot of good information, and I use his tweets a lot. I, I look at what he says, and then I try to extrapolate from it what I how I react to what he's saying. But at the same time, I, I, I don't see the point of trying to call out people and telling them that they're, they are so – they're Internet tough guys and – wouldn't get out of the car if they were fighting in their, if he saw each other and they wanted to fight in a parking lot. I, I don't understand that, but hey, it, it's at the same time it's his uh, Twitter account. I guess it's his personal it, 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 one that is kind it, it, of tied to. It, it, it is, but it is, but people follow him because of his job. So I always think of it yeah. as, I mean, if you go on. You know, your your Twitter account is your Twitter account. But if you go out there and start spouting off, you know, oh, yeah. you might and you'll offend SBN, and you're, you're, you're gonna yeah, you're gonna have some issues because you're representing. Yeah. You have those followers not because, you know, you're Kevin yep. Noble, but because you know the Fence Sider and the, the same thing with him. It's because of what he does, and oh, he's yeah. representing that re- representing that paper, and yep. you know, I'm sure, you know, and in, in, he's he's tweeting from that from that point of view. So when he goes on these rants about people and you know tries to get personal with people, it's just it's just unprofessional, to say the least. When uh, when uh, the when the story came out today about the Forbes thing, um, Maddie, our founder guy, Maddie, um, <laughs> tweeted me, "Congratulations." And I tweeted back that, hey, he gave me the foundation. I mean, he built the site. I was just lucky enough to come on as the author after him. And he he, he wrote back that, hey, I've taken it to such greater heights than he ever would. And we, we're having a mutual admiration society meeting right there for a while. And then of all the people who had to jump in, Riz McGiz, or however he wants to pronounce his Twitter name, which – you guys all know as RZAYO24, he, he jumped into the conversation. And I miss Ryan. He, he did great things on the site for us. But uh, he jumped into the conversation, and he goes, yeah, just think, Kevin, how many uh, followers you would have if Maddie hadn't stolen all your followers earlier. And Maddie said um, – Maddie agreed. He's like, yeah, but – I just wanted some more followers. So we got into a discussion about that, and Maddie said – or Ryan pointed out to him that everybody was following him because of the Finsider, not because they wanted to know about the life of Maddie. And he pointed out that he understands that. That's why most of his tweets are still Miami Dolphins related, that it's not, it's not a focus on – Maddie's life is a focus on the Miami Dolphins, and that's how he uses his Twitter, because he realizes most of his followers came from Finsider and his time as the editor, not from people wanting to know how Maddie's doing today. So I think that goes right back to your point, that um, Omar uses his Twitter to tell you about his life, and I don't really care about his life. I follow him because I want his dolphin's opinion. So 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, it was there was there was a heavy news period NFL wise going on at one point, and I can remember him going on like a two hour, you know, diatribe on Twitter, you know, and I'm and I'm on there trying to follow stuff and trying to find things for the site, and he's and he's going on and on about you know, what a wonderful, awesome husband he is and both, you know, and I, you know, in the, the, the occasional comments, okay. And funny, but two hours of it, you know, I just, I wanted yeah. to just tweet him back, you know, would you please just shut the hell up and, and talk about the dolphins? Yeah. Cause that's and, why we follow you. I don't even I, care I if you have a wife. <laughs> I know that I tweet on there stuff that is not dolphins related. Normally it's other sports related because I'm freaking a sports addict and it drives my wife nuts, but, um, and if you follow me, please follow me first off, but if you do follow me, um, you'll actually get probably more soccer stuff than you ever really wanted, simply because that's what I played through high school, through college, I played soccer, so that's where my, my knowledge of the game of soccer is much better than my knowledge of the game of football. I can't sit there and look at a defense and read it and know exactly what it's going to do. My brother, who was a quarterback, absolutely can. But I can sit there, and I was watching one soccer game a few weeks ago, and I was a keeper. And I could sit there, and I'm watching penalty kicks, and it was not the Chelsea win of – of the uh, Champions League, which was absolutely awesome, but that's a whole other issue. I, I could sit there and actually go, okay, he's going to kick left, and he did. Okay, go right, and he did. So I, I can see that kind of stuff. I don't see it with football. So you follow me and you get soccer stuff, that's why. But I at least try to keep most of the dolphin stuff or NFL stuff or stuff that I think is interesting, not whether or not I'm taking my wife out to dinner tonight. But so to get off the uh, Omar topic, let's go ahead and uh, welcome the crazy man. In. Oh, welcome to the show. Hello, Ohio, you there? Hello. Hey. Hello. Sorry. Hello. Hey, you're on. Uh, you got me. Yeah, we got you. We got Oh, okay, okay. I'm like, uh, I'm watching the basketball. I'm watching the basketball game, and I'm listening to you guys on the phone. I'm like, hello, am I there? Hey, who's uh, who's doing the Darth Vader impression? Who's breathing in the mic over there? While somebody's That's probably talking? me, 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 just trying okay. to breathe. Period. Okay. I'll, all I'll right, give all you right. two. I'll give you two guesses, and I'm not the and I'm not the answer. Right. On. Well, uh, <laughs> anyway, hey, uh, you know. Me being ever optimistic, and you know, I, I've I've spoken about my dolphin karma before, and uh, a couple of things happened here in Dallas. Well, they didn't happen, but uh, you know, we got here what uh, four weeks ago or so, and I don't know how many people know this, but there is a Dolphins Drive on I thirty about five miles outside of downtown Dallas. Very nice. Did not know that. I mean, I, I mean, I thought I thought I was like, oh shit, man! I got to pull my car over and get Minnie Marino out there and snap that photo, <laughs> uh, you know. And don't don't put it past me because every time I go past, I go, oh, shit, I don't have him with me. Uh, the second thing that <laughs> happened to me that uh, leads me to just you know good dolphin karma is you know I, I work in nursing homes, right? So uh, I'm in there one day and up rolls one of the patients. In a freaking Michelin Ness Marino throwback jersey, I'm like, what? 
what is this guy doing wearing a Mitchell and Ness jersey in Dallas, you know? You know, now, granted, it, it didn't have the logo on the shoulders and didn't have the nameplate, but it was a number 13 Miami Mitchell and Ness yeah. jersey. I was like, well, shit, that's got to mean something. And then uh, just the other day, what what uh, what uh, what are we doing on August 24th? We want to name our starting quarterback? Yep. Did, did I read that? That is my yeah, birthday. Right. After so, the, so is that, it? Yeah, so you know, I mean, come on, that's Dolphin Karma right there. They want my birthday present. Their birthday present to me is naming the starting quarterback on my birthday. Fucking it could be. It, it very yeah, much so could be. I mean, yeah, I mean, know, they're set, we they're all know you're in good with Mike D. I'm not in that good because they never uh, <laughs> took it, took my freaking bronze bust like he talked about. So you know, that's gonna go. That's gonna go back to Ohio and. Uh, Although I might take a tailgating and take it down to Florida and have like the world's strongest man uh, bust heave competition, just for shits and giggles. <laughs> I mean, the things the things made of, you know it's made of steel, you know, so or bron- yeah. bronze rather. So you know, and there's grass there. So what the hell? And it weighs like forty <laughs> pounds. It weighs forty pounds. So I mean, you know, every time I look at it sitting on my refrigerator, it, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Like, oh, there I am. Let me go look at it. Yep, he's still there. All 40 pounds. <laughs> oh, you know, there I am. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sitting in you know, a good place for him, watching the food. Going, hey, you fat fucker, you sure you want to open this door? You know, shouldn't you go ride a bike? You know, I look at him, he's got the beady eyes staring back at me. You know? <laughs> so, hey, uh, question. Did you yep. buy your tickets for the uh, for the Houston game? I have not yet, no. I will. I have not yet. What's the problem? Um, I was trying. I was trying hard to get my mom to pay for the uh, nine hundred and some odd dollar first row, fifth or twenty five thirty yard line somewhere around there on the visitor side, and I couldn't get her to do it. I tried to play up the. Uh, it could be a Father's Day present. You can uh-huh. help me get my son to the very his very first football game. Tried all that and it didn't work. Well, so. why don't you uh, why don't you go this route instead of going front row? Because let me tell you, front row in certain stadiums isn't all that's cracked up to be because oh, you're yeah. too low. You're too low. You almost need to be up 15 rows or so so you get a better yeah. vantage point, a better view. Um, so why don't you look at more of the upper rows of the lower bowl and yeah, it'll cost as much. And then uh, you know you can um, I don't know take your mom out to lobster dinner with the money you save. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll harass her a little more. She did. She did say that if I find more reasonably priced ones, she will buy them because I played up the get my son to the game too well. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, yeah. and the fact of you know, and it seems to me that you can always find those last minute deals. Um, yeah. You know, when you go to the stadium with cash in hand. However. Um, you got to be a little bit more flexible, um, but I'm a nervous selling man. I always like, you know, before I was in the deep end, man, I had to have my tickets right now. I was on eBay all the time scouring around yeah. looking for tickets, and, you know, I mean, I just have to have them. I, I've done that a number of times where you go there and you get the tickets there. I go, but it just, you know, it just works on my nerves, you know. Yeah. So, you know, hey, does anybody care about basketball? Because I don't. <laughs> no, not, not any longer. Yeah, well, I think the uh, I think the heater about to win. Yeah, and, you know the only, 
you know, the only reason I, I even follow it at this point is because LeBron is from Ohio. So, you know, for whatever that's worth. But, uh, hey, man, uh, that's all I have. So the three little tidbits about that. I want to know what's up with your ticket uh, hunt and make sure that oh. you, uh, in fact, get get down to that Houston game. And, uh, Tex, don't be a stranger. You can call me anytime, man. I'd love to come yeah, over your way and, uh, you know. That's what I, I know you know is have you two gotten together yet? No, I just don't ever have time. I've been working seven days a week. So. It's okay. You can but tell you got him time. You, you got time for the Finsider pod. You got fi- time for the Finsider podcast. I get it. I get it. I'm down. I'm down <laughs> a few wrong. Barely. You know. Here's here's what you do. Next Thursday, you invite me over. I'll sit in. I'll sit in in Fort Worth. Where are you in Fort Worth, right? Uh, no, I'm actually in uh, Krugerville. I, that, okay. Yeah. Stalkers now know where you are. Well, well, yeah. Good, good luck finding Krugerville. Let alone me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Look for the dolphin bumper sticker. Alrighty. Hey, yeah. Anyway, hey, I'm gonna get off the phone, guys. Good show. Uh, try not to breathe into the phone so much when you're not talking. It sounds a little Darth Vader-ish. That's just what I picked up on. But you know, again, I, I'm quirky like that. I'm like, who is breathing in the mic? No. <laughs> Any, anyway, yeah, it's 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 allergies and asthma for him. So, he, uh, well, uh, he, you know, either that could be like your your shtick. Just breathe heavier. <laughs> you know, cough a few times. My allergies. My allergies are kicking in. Get suck. Get suck. <laughs> there you go. Sure. All right, guys. Have a good one. Okay. Later. Thanks very much. Bye bye. you later, man. Bye. Later, Ohio. But well, since uh, apparently the baby uh, the baby has uh, allowed Shawnee to call back in. Shawnee, welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? Not much. How are you? Doing good. Doing great, actually. So, how's the baby? Baby's good. Uh, actually, just got done pooping on the wife, so that was fun to watch. That's nice. And, and <laughs> always good. It's always a good time. But how old? Uh, she'll be eight weeks tomorrow. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's very exciting. It's a life-changing thing, that's for sure. Yep. Don't really have the time I used to have to uh, get on the site and watch the sports center and all that other good stuff. There is no excuse for abandoning the site. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm back at work now, so I'm getting better. I'm getting better. <laughs> What's on your mind? You know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I talk a lot of sports at work all day long, and, I mean, I'm watching the, the heat pick down the Pacers, which is nice to see. And uh, but I 103.91, by the way, right now. Yeah, it is. It's a good, it's a good thing. I guess, uh, you know, I I, I want to root against this Vegas odds thing, but they've been pretty darn accurate the last couple of years. Yeah, I really can't. I sit there and I look at it and I'm like, you know what? I think we're a better team than that. But then again, I thought we were a better team than that last year. And we're all up in arms when uh, Mike Greenberg and Mike Golick had us at, what, four wins and twins or something like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they actually were right. I mean, the the team has talent. The team has talent. They just they just couldn't put it together last year, and I don't know if I can buy in this year that 
they have the talent, so therefore they're going to win. We'll see. I really think that if our defense can pick up where they left off, there's, I mean, we're going to win those, those, I mean, we have a pretty easy schedule as far as I'm concerned. I mean, as far as, I mean, we yeah. we have a 2008 schedule. So, I mean, I, I don't see how we can't, we can, we can win those easy games. I mean, we can win the games we're supposed to win with a good defense, but I don't know. We don't have any playmakers. I mean, we got Reggie Bush, and that's, that's it. Yeah, I, uh, I was uh, like, like I said earlier in the show, I was talking to some guys up in Kentucky earlier today, and that was one of the discussion points. Was okay, where are our receivers? I mean, wh- what do we do? And I, there's been a lot of talk. And granted, again, it goes to it's the team saying it, so take it for worth. But the quarterbacks and everybody are starting to come out and say, "Hey, we're happy." Number one. Receiver. We need a bunch of good wide receivers. And I'm okay with that answer if it turns out that way. But the one thing that I did like is that during these OTAs, again, blanket statement that I used earlier, it's the OTAs, it's the first three practices, and it's May. So take it for what it's worth. But during the OTAs, they were lined up, Mar Miller and Reggie Bush, as slot receivers a whole lot. So that's weapons right there. You swing out, you give a swing pass to uh, Lamar Miller or Reggie Bush and let them go. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. agree. I mean, and that that would be our most potent form of attack. Um, I just, I, I guess, I don't know. I just, I, I think that everybody's saying the right things right now to keep everything positive and think every, you know, give everybody the benefit of the doubt and see how. Hopefully everything progresses, but I mean, I just I, I got the sick and feeling that you know this this is not going to be the best of years, and I'm I'm a very optimistic Ben fan. I mean, I I normally argue against anybody who talks bad about the team, and this is one of those years where I'm like, eh, I don't know how this one's going to turn out. Hey, uh, to go to bas to go to basketball, the Heat just won. They just moved on to the Eastern Conference Finals. They did. So. Just so you guys are all tracking, if you're wrapped up in the show and not paying attention to the uh, the basketball game, since yeah. we are a Miami Dolphins, Miami type based team. Absolutely, yeah. Wayne Wade put on the show. That's for sure. Yeah, he he. It definitely was. Uh, it definitely was his game. Absolutely. Um, and uh, Sean Smith just said, uh, "Send their asses home." So uh, apparently Sean Smith was watching the game. Um, and to uh, to caveat on that or to use that as my segue, um, three again May, but three days of OTAs, and uh, Sean Smith has three interceptions already. So maybe he did work with the jugs machine all off season to try to get those hands to work. Be nice. I just, love it. Just a couple. I, I don't need. I don't need fifty interceptions. I just need a couple. Give me a couple, Sean. You know, I, I've, <laughs> well, been, I've been a couple more times for a while. I've been. I've been expecting him to break out for. for I always thought that he was actually going to turn out to be better than Vontae Davis um, because of his size, his quickness, and it seems like he was always in the right place. He just wasn't catching those balls. 
I think uh, this year with Kevin Coyle, the defensive coordinator, who works magic with secondaries, I think that they're going to be in a great position. I think both Vontae and John Smith are going to be in great position to uh, to bust out and try to live up to Vontae's words from last year that they're the best tandem in the league. So, Heck, I'll, I'll buy in. I'm all for rooting for it. Yep. Why not, right? Yep, exactly. They got time. I mean, they're getting better and better each year. I mean, there's no – I mean, they. Well, actually, Sean Smith had a, a rough patch last year, but I mean, at, by the end of the season, he seemed to get back into the swing of it. Yeah. And Jimmy, I'm actually really excited about Jimmy Wilson too. I am too, but they're moving him back to safety, so that might be good. Well, uh, it, it very much could be. He, he, he. I think he has the skill set for both positions. I just hope we don't end up playing the fun-filled Jason Allen game with him and move him between safety and cornerback about 87 times. Absolutely. And Jason Allen is another one of those guys where I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting for him to, to, yep. to do what he needed to do. Exactly. And then he goes to the Texans and does it. <laughs> yep. He played well for the Texans. He played well for the Texans against us, which is always I mean, he still, tough. He still got burnt quite a bit, but, I mean, he, he, made, a lot of, he made a lot of good picks last year. Yes. Yep. Definitely, definitely think our defense is going to have to be our anchor this year. Oh yeah. We definitely. Um, the offense is going to have some growing pains, especially going to this up-tempo jailbreak offense that they want to go to. There's going to be some growing pains, and I'm, I'm very. We just have to live with it. I'm very I have excited. To. No huddle. I mean, that just seems like that's one of those things that all the good teams seem to to, to really punish teams that are struggling with. Yep, especially especially those first two home games in September. Yeah. That Dolphins offense comes out and just runs a defense ragged. It's just going to be ugly for that defense. That heat takes over, and hopefully, Vontae Davis isn't curling up with cramps again. We'll be able to. <laughs> that was terrible. Our offense, our, I mean, our defense was it was embarrassing at the beginning of the last season. They were just out of shape, and I mean, that was they should have all been ashamed of themselves for that. Slow, sluggish, cramping. Uh, we'll I mean, shameful. It, it, it was. I mean, for for the Dolphins to be the ones cramping while New England is perfectly fine was yeah it was it was embarrassing now at the same time Tom Brady was throwing for 500 yards so those cornerbacks were running like mad but if they had stopped him from throwing for 500 yards they wouldn't have been running like mad so well remember like 99 of those yards came on one what oh yeah oh yeah like one like out to the west welker that should have been the welker i mean it's not like it went to the speediest guy known to man. It wasn't Randy Moss burning down the field. It was Wes Welker, who I absolutely love Wes Welker and still wish he'd come back and wear the Dolphins uniform again. But, yeah. yeah. 
I've actually only been to one Dolphin game in my life, and that was when I was – I live in Los Angeles right now, but I used to live in Maryland. And um, I went to a, a Raven-Dolphin game a couple of years back, and it was uh, – and, and, and in that game, Wes Welker caught a very similar pass for about 80 or 90-yard touchdown. It was we, we ran away in the beginning of the game against them, and then they actually came back and whooped us. <laughs> but that was a – man, I, I was with a bunch of Ravens fans, and, uh, man, they let me have it. <laughs> I uh, I've been to three, uh, two down in Miami and one in Jackson. But okay. I was at the uh, I was at the Jay Fiedler comeback game against the Raiders. That was a good one to be at. Everybody was ticked off at Fiedler, and then all of a sudden he drove down and scored that scramble draw play into the end zone, and everybody loved Fiedler for a little while. He was one of those guys doing a whole lot with very little physically. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Really smart guy. Just no, not didn't have physical tools. That was a great game too because it was. He did. He really did. I mean, he got a bad name because he was the guy following Dan Marino, and we wanted Dan Marino. Now, Fiedler did have issues with interceptions, but. Looking back on it, he was not as bad as we thought he was. It's no, he was what Dan Marino. He was a really he good game have, manager most of the time. Yeah, he might have been the best quarterback we've had since Dan Marino in a lot of ways. Over a length of time, yes. I, he I finished with uh, like, like six, six or seven hundred win percentage or something like that. I mean, he he won the majority of the games he started. He did. The I, I would say that simply. I, I would say the best quarterback we've had was Chad Pennington, but that was one season. So over an extended period of time, it was Fiedler. That was one season and one series, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I'd buy a Pennington jersey if it was out there because, I mean, I really I, – I like Chad Pennington. I just think he's a good guy and he's going to make a great coach one day. And the yeah. The irony of it is I have a Pennington jersey. I have the red quarterback practice Pennington jersey, which just ironically it's Pennington that I have that you can't touch because his shoulder will break. So <laughs> it is iron- ironic that that's the one I have. Right. Then again, at the same time, I'm in the middle of going through fun-filled uh, physical therapy and MRIs and getting ready to have a cortisone shot on my shoulder because my shoulder is all jacked up. I guess I can make fun of Chad Pennington. <laughs> I am planning on going to hopefully a game this season. Um, a buddy of mine is going to fly in from Georgia and we're going to check out the Niner Dolphin game. Since that one's fairly Very nice. That's, that's definitely one of the ones that I have a, an L penciled in on my little <laughs> schedule because uh, the Niners are definitely looking like they're going in the right direction. Their they're receiver's strong yeah. where we're – wow, we got some questions. They're, uh, they're ranked, what, number three in 20? So they must be pretty good this year. <laughs> to go back to my – ESPN hatred post. No, they came in at number four. They are currently number four in 2015. 
So, yeah, they must be pretty good this year. What does that even mean? <laughs> like, like, seriously, I mean, like, uh, I know sports is dry right now, but come on, 2015 power rankings? <laughs> <laughs> and to, to not change them from this year. I mean, the top five are the Packers, Patriots, Giants, 49ers, and Steelers. The top five right now are the Giants, Patriots, Packers, Ravens, and 49ers. So, let's see. Uh, one team changed. The Steelers, which are ranked number six right now, came up to number five in 2015, and the Ravens at number four fell out of the top five. So, I mean, the bottom five right now are the Jaguars, Rams, Browns, Vikings, and Colts. The bottom five in 2015 are the Dolphins, Raiders, Jaguars, Vikings, and Browns. So they bumped the Colts up to 27. So they, they come out of the bottom five. And they pushed us down into the bottom five. But, I mean, really, I, I don't understand those po- that post at all. I thought Andrew Luck was going to have, like, two or three Super Bowls by then. From I, I think so. <laughs> uh, he's going to win it next year. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. I mean, he's got all of the tools. I mean, because John yeah, Elway won it his first year. Ooh, ooh. I get to use it. Are you guys ready for our sound clip? Oh, go. I get to use it. it. (laughs) We got a tweet question. Uh, If Philbin was not our head coach and we we had a different head coach, would the fans still be in good spirits? That's from Algate13. What do you guys think? Go for it, Zach. I I didn't totally hear it. it? My phone's cut in and out. If Philbin wasn't the head coach, we had a different head coach, would the fans still be in the same spirits? Would we still be this happy? Uh, it, it depends on who, who that other head coach might be. I don't, I don't know. Um, it, if, we, if we still had the previous regime of coaching, no, everybody would be really down on the team. But, you know, depending on who else they might have brought in, who knows. I think you're. Uh, I think that's right. Um, and Sean, I'll let you weigh in just a second. I think that it is. It's it's Philbin. Philbin has said all the right things. He seemed to do all the right things. So that is the start of the optimism. And then seeing the players come in, and granted, we all have to look at that wide receiver spot and go, what a what's what what are we going to do there? So that that's a concern, but everything else seems to be coming together. So and Shani, before you do get to talk this, I want to let you all know that Miami is currently losing fourteen to seven. I don't know when the Dolphins started playing, but apparently playing already. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> apparently the apparently the Marlins score is fourteen to seven right now. So. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but apparently the Dolphins are playing, and we don't know it. And it appears so. Chad Pennington is out for the season with a shoulder injury. Oh, and and speaking of which, um, it is fourteen seven in Miami, playing San Francisco. So there's your uh, 49ers game. Yeah. <laughs> huh. but, so, Shawnee, what do you think about the uh, coach? You know, I, I mean, I was. I'm 
I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a weird kind of Dolphin fan. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty optimistic Dolphin fan, pretty much no matter what. I try <laughs> yep, to see the weird in all the situations, exactly, with all, with all the years <laughs> of success we got. Um, I guess if we if we would have gotten Jeff Fisher, then I think we would be a much more negative position right now because, you know, we'd have our, our defensive coordinator suspended for the indefinitely, uh, which would be bad. Because I can only assume he, was, he would have brought um, what's-his-name over with him like he did for the Rams. Um, his name's escaping me right now. Say again? Um, You're kind of fading out. Say again? Sorry. Uh, I was just saying, I, I think that if we would have gotten Jeff Fisher, we might not be in a, a very positive place right now because oh, of yeah. uh, that. Would have, that would have not been very good. But, I mean, I think so. I think we'd still be fine. I mean, I think we still have a lot of things to look forward to. I mean, I know that I, I, I harp on the last nine games of our season a lot. I mean, finishing out 6-3 and three is, I mean, that's like going undefeated after you went 0-7 to start the season. I mean, I was on cloud nine the last nine weeks of the season. I was loving life. So yeah, I'm excited. I think I think that most fans are excited, regardless of the coaching staff. Joe Philbin just adds like icing to that cake. I mean, you're you're bringing a guy in who is a proven winner with some some good new ideas about how to open our offense up, which is what most of us have been craving for years. Is is can we finally become an offensive minded team? Yep, it is. It's it's good that I I really think that. There are some strengths to what Tony Sperano wants to do. There is still a strength in the to have a power running, but you have to use a power running game to augment a a high flying game. You have to have that ability to switch gears, put the ball in the air, and go get it. And I think Philbin understands that better than Sperano did. And granted. I don't know if it's Sperano's fault, given he's direct disciple of Bill Parcells, and Bill Parcells came into Miami with the impression that that would still work. So, I, I it's still partially Parcells' fault, but Sperano should have woken up to it a long time ago. Agreed, agreed. And I, I think I think Sperano started listening to his advisors about about nine or ten games too late. I mean, if you would have just listened to the you know, dabble the whole season, we might have found ourselves in a winning winning position, position all all year. But yeah. you pointed out, Kevin, early on. I mean, as soon as we started like playing differently, it seemed like Sperano had relinquished control. And I mean, I, I was a big Sperano supporter. I liked the guy. I really genuinely did. Um, but I couldn't forgive ultimately his his performance. Unacceptable. There's a there's a Maddie and some other people are involved on Twitter right now in the um, look at Joe or uh, Joe Jake Long coming in at number 58 in the NFL top 100 players of 2012 list. Last night he he came in at 58. So uh, the issue is, are there that players that are better than Jake Long in the league? And there probably aren't. But at the same time, Jake was injured last year, so it made his rankings fall. What makes me happy in all this is where he falls, as long as he falls ahead of Joe Thomas, I'm okay with it. 
and he did fall ahead of Joe Thomas by 23 spots, I believe it was. So, hey, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that he's still at the top at his position. That's what matters more than whatever number, because, I mean, yeah. the numbers are arbitrary anyway. I mean, it really comes down to, are you the best at what you do? And we, we got the best guy at what he does, and I hope we got him for years to come. Yep. Exactly. I, I very much so do. I think I, he'll get re-signed at some point this year. I'm sure of it. But well, we've uh, we've we've surpassed our one hour goal. So uh, unless either one of you guys have anything else you want to up, I'm going to go ahead and uh, sign off for the night. So you guys have anything? Well, see you next week. Okay, Shawnee. Thanks for having thanks me. for calling in. I appreciate it. It was oh. fun. Um, yeah, maybe we'll anytime. do it again. Yeah, definitely. Any of you guys want to call in, the number next week will be the same, 347-326-9461. Write it down, put it in your phone, save it. It'll be great. That way you can call us anytime. So uh, next week we should be back at the 9 o'clock normal start time, I think. I'll let you know once I uh, know my schedule a little bit better. But uh, Just one more thing, Kevin. Yeah. I would love to hear from uh, Wild Zion Beaver at some point in time. I, I, I can't wait to hear his voice at some point. Two two weeks ago? Yeah. James, were you, you were on that show, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, so it was two weeks ago. Go back in go back into uh either go to iTunes or um on the right side of the main page of the Finsider, you can see the archive there. Um go back two shows ago and Beaver's on that one. Excellent, dude. I can't wait to listen. But yep. So Check that out, and all of you guys, um, it's the same player that is on the main page right now in the live thread. Once the show's over, you can select one of the other shows, listen to that. We are on iTunes. You can download us there, subscribe there, and it will automatically download. Um, just go to blogtalkradio.com slash thefinsider with uh, hyphens in between the three words there. And uh, you can subscribe to the show there. And if you subscribe to it there, it will automatically, the system will automatically send you an email reminder and app starts. So you'll get you, hey, I should listen in. Because we do great things here at the Finsider Podcast. Um, at least I keep telling myself that because it's just me babbling. So, <laughs> thanks, guys. Uh, Ohio, thank you for calling in. Guys in the live thread, thank you. Guys that tweeted, thank you. I only got to use my cool tweet audio clip once. Make it twice. And uh, <laughs> you guys have a good night, and we'll talk to you all next week. Good night. Bye. Now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up a bottle of Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale for $7.99. Plus, earn double O Rewards points. Help your engine run smoother and last longer with Seafoam Motor Treatment on sale now at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supplies. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include 
doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. (laughs) 